You are listening to an audio sermon from Harvest Bible Chapel, York Region. For more information, visit hbcyr.ca. Father God, you are worthy. You alone are worthy. Um, The working that you have done in your son, Jesus Christ, for our salvation is beyond what we could understand and comprehend, beyond what we ever deserved. God, truly, you are awesome, and we rejoice in all of that. Lord, we thank you for the way that you are working and have worked in our church. And we will look back this today and remember, but we will look forward with great hope because you are the same yesterday, today, and forever. So uh, guide us uh, during this time, encourage our hearts, challenge us in our walk with you that uh, we would be more like Jesus Christ because we were here today. Lord, I pray that you would do a work here today. The only way we can explain it is look what the Lord has done. And we pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Well, thank you. You can take your seats. And uh, it is a great privilege to uh, stand before you one more time as uh, your senior pastor and open God's Word. So we're going to be looking at Philippians chapter 1 today. So if you've got your Bibles, open them up to Philippians chapter 1. We'll be uh, briefly looking at four verses today. Um, When we talked about this service, I asked the elders if I could preach one more time, and uh, they were very gracious about that for sure. Uh, But there's going to be some things at the end of this service, and so it's going to be brief if you believe that. Um, We're going to try and be brief anyways, uh, but there's some things that I want to talk to you about that the Lord has uh, placed on my heart, and uh, and they come right out of Paul's letter to the church at Philippi. So I trust you've got your Bibles open, so uh, let's stand together. We want to honor God as we read his word, and I'm going to read verses 3 to 6 of Philippians chapter 1. I thank my God in all my remembrance of you, always in every prayer of mine, for you all making my prayer with joy, because of your partnership in the gospel from the first day until now. And I am sure of this, that he who began a good work in you will bring it to completion at the day of Jesus Christ. Father, we thank you for uh, your word that we hold in our hand. We thank you for the truth of it. We thank you for uh, Paul who penned it and uh, what you were doing and working in his life as he uh, wrote this to this church that it encouraged him and supported him. And Father, we ask that um, you would give us ears to hear what we need to hear from your word today. You give us minds to be able to comprehend the truth of it. But then, Lord, you would give us the faith to passionately live out these things for the glory of our Savior, Jesus Christ, we pray in his name. Amen. Amen. Thank you. You can take your seats. Well, I want to talk about three things today. See, this letter is written by Paul. He's in prison, and he's writing a letter. Basically, it's, a, it's kind of like a donor's letter. He's writing a letter to a church that had supported him. But his situation was very difficult. He was in a prison writing things down, and I'm always amazed by his heart and his attitude, and I'm sure every day wasn't a great day. I'm sure he had his struggles as well, but, but he says some things in this letter that are uh, pretty amazing, and he says a few things in these verses that, for me, kind of parallel where I'm at, and I believe our church is at today. And so we want to see three things, and here's the first one. We want to see the great memories I want to see the great memory. See, as he was thinking about these people, as he was thinking about these church, he, this church, he said, I thank my God in all my remembrance, all my memories of you, always in every prayer of mine for you all, making my prayer with joy. Uh, Paul's allowing some of his emotion, a little bit of his feelings to come out in this text. 
the things that he felt for this group, these, these people who had been faithful, these people who had supported him. And he found himself going back and remembering. And as he went back, he just thanked God for those things. It's good to go back and remember. It's good to go back and think about the things that God has done and rejoice in them. They're not always all positive things. They're not always easy things. Now, some of the things are easy. Some of the things are great blessings. I want to talk about those this morning. But there are also difficult times, difficult things that we go through. And yet at the end of the day, as we see God work, we can come to a place of being thankful and having memories that we can rejoice in. And that's what he found himself doing. He chose, he chose to give thanks to God as he thought about these people at Philippi, in the difficult and in the good times. So I've spent a lot of time in the last few weeks thinking about our church and um, how God has worked and what he has done. And all the days weren't easy and all the days weren't rosy. And there were some difficult days that we had but God was faithful through all of it. I, I think about when uh, I first started and we were down at Middlefield School and a group of people, probably 80 or 100 people were meeting together. And, and those were difficult days. There were faithful people. Bruce and Sharon Poor were in the last service. They were the folks that this, this group started in their living room. And, and, and they watched and saw how God was working and, and worked in our church. But uh, there were days where there were discussions about, is this thing even going to make it? They weren't easy days. They weren't easy days. But as we look back now and see faithfulness in God's people and they didn't give up and they stuck with it now, uh, we can rejoice in those things and we can be thankful for those things. I remember when we first started here, we were still living up in Muskoka. I commuted to work. Um, a bit of a drive. Not every day. We came down a couple times a week and made that journey. But as we were in that transition, it wasn't an easy time. Um, didn't have an office. We were meeting in a school. There were uh, no facilities for us. And, and so we were, I, had, I literally would drive around to find a restaurant that had free Wi-Fi so I could do work while I was down here. And uh, not easy days, but as I look back, they were great days. As we look and see how God used those things to prepare us and work in our hearts and lives so that uh, he could then pour his blessing out like we've seen and are seeing uh, even now in our church. Churches grow and people come and people go and sometimes there are misunderstandings and it's not always clear sailing. You know, I, we've always said here, there's no enduring relationships without forgiveness. Not a perfect church, but a church that's growing up in Jesus Christ. And, and there were difficult days and there were times we had to ask each other for forgiveness and to support one another and, and encourage each other. Um, there have been transitions in our movement that have been difficult, but we still move forward, trusting God for his working. Had to deal with um, people who had sin in their lives. Those are the uh, hard, hard, hard days in a ministry when a marriage is breaking up or, or there's um, sin that's rampant in someone's life and you have to confront them. And, and yet so many times, so many times, people have responded and, and repented and turned and got things right and I thank my God for those memories. A year and a half ago, I had a heart attack. Those were difficult days. At very first, when you're not sure, am I even going to be back as the pastor of this church? And uh, I thank my God for those days. I thank my God... Paul says, in all my remembrances of you, always in every prayer of mine for you all, making my prayer 
with joy. There were difficult times, and there were lots of great days for sure. Think of the party of the pastors at our home. We now call it step one, but party with the pastors in our home. And one night we were there and over 20 people showed up along with the staff. And so there were like 27, 28 people in our living room, and, which is designed for like six. And it was just like, it was nuts. Um, and I remember shortly after the elders going up, maybe we shouldn't be having people, it's their first time at the church, coming to the senior pastor's house. Um, and so we changed how we did that and you know, I've said to our staff over and over and over again, there are so many pastors in so many churches, so many leaders in so many churches who would give their right arm to have the problems we have. Because God is good. I thank my God upon all my remembrances of you. That was a party with a pastor thing. I think about uh, this facility and a group of people who were wrestling and struggling and how God ordained and, and they gave us all of this with money in the bank which propelled us forward in so many other things that we were able to do. I thank my God. I thank my God for people who were in a situation that was difficult and really were wanting God to do a work and they gave it all up and then they've seen God fulfill that for them. I thank my God upon every remembrance. I think of the building of the ministries here. When I came, there were already some small groups and Harvest Kids, which was called Higher Ground back then. Harvest Kids was underway. People were trying to do their best to be greeters at the door and what we call integration now. Um, then the, Chris came, became our worship director and uh, took on the youth ministry. And we started a youth ministry here at the church. And slowly we added ministries. Women's ministry was added and men's ministry was added and young adults was added. And, and then the time came and we went to two services and and that was a big day, but it was a great day for our church. I thank my God for that, because during that time, before that, people were coming and serving and coming and serving, and did you get into church? And now we have two services. You could worship in one and serve in one, and, and God continued to grow our church. And then five years ago, five years ago in about one week from now, uh, we went to uh, three services. And God has been working, and God has been growing His church I thank God for that. You know, three services is a great blessing and a curse at the same time, right? It's, it's, it's what we've done and God has worked in it. But let me tell you, when you resign and you got to do that three times, <laughs> and then you have a farewell Sunday and you got to do that three times. But how many people, how many go to a church that they wish they had the problems we have? I thank my God. I thank my God for all those memories, our day camps, barbecues, youth retreats, prayer nights, worship nights, special conferences for marriage, family, financial, uh, Christmas Eve services like we had this past week, and uh, Good Friday services. I, I think of weddings and baby dedications. You know, Sue and I were thinking back on the weddings thing. Sue and I were kind of going through the list the other day. And people who attended this church that we did the weddings for, over 50, over 50, again, so many other churches, guys are doing more funerals than they're doing weddings, and the Lord has blessed us with that. And, uh, and baby dedications, they just keep coming out of our ears. Uh, I don't think people understand what's going on in their lives, but baby dedications everywhere. And along the way, the Lord brought um, Pastor Ian to us, and we worked with them and drove together and saw the church in Durham planted and rejoice in what God has done there and is doing there. Um, 
And then we uh, had a passion and a vision. There had been a group of people who had been coming to our church, who had been praying about a church plant up in Newmarket. And, and now the Lord has enabled us to uh, be a part of that. And Pastor Mike is up there. He wanted to come today. He's at the church up there. And a couple hundred people who are meeting there and faithfully serving. I thank my God for all those memories. And now part of a group of churches with uh, Marvin McCoody to uh, plant Hope Church in Toronto North and be a part of that, to, to see God working and what he's allowed us to be a part of in missions in Haiti and in Romania. And I thank my God for all of those memories. I think of the salvation stories we've heard. Uh, so many of them in the baptismal tank and someone will get there and I've not heard their story. I hadn't heard their testimony and I'm sitting down here and I'm hearing them talk about, I came to this church and somebody brought me and through the preaching of the word or through somebody being in their testimony and I trusted Jesus Christ as my savior and now I'm being baptized and I'm just a mess in the front row. So thankful to God for what he's done in our church. I thank my God, Paul says, for every memory for every remembrance of you. These are not just my work. This is our work. I've always said it's not my church. It's Christ's church. If I get hit by a bus, the church will still go on. And I get hit by my bus, as it were, last July. Heart attack, you're down, you're out. And I watch as the God worked and God continued to grow the church in all of that time and God at work. Because it's not my church. It's not the elders' church. It's our church. And we serve together under the headship of Jesus Christ. Paul says, I thank my God. I thank my God. And look what these great memories did for him. I thank my God upon every, on all my remembrance of you, always in every prayer of mine for you all, making my prayer with joy. See, when you go back and you remember, when you go back and you think about God's faithfulness, when you go back and, and just make the list and think things through, what does it do? It gives you joy because you see the way God has worked. You see the way God has been working and it, it brings you joy and it brings you to prayer in rejoicing. So as I was thinking about Paul in prison and how much more difficult it was for him than me, but I was also drawn to thanksgiving and rejoicing and prayer in the great memories. I thank my God. I thank my God in all my remembrances. Well, that's the first thing. Here's the second thing. Along with the great memories, there was strong partnership. It says, because of your partnership, they did this together in the gospel from the first day until now. There's only one reason that this group of people would be in this room today. And that is our partnership in the gospel of Jesus Christ. I wouldn't even like some of you people if it weren't for the fact of our partnership in the gospel. <laughs> but here we are together because of the thing that unites us, our partnership in the gospel. And you can define that a lot of ways. Um, it's really about the working of Jesus Christ. It's really about his work for our salvation. It's about our hope through the power of God's spirit working in us uh, through his word. Uh, we define that in some ways in our church through our, our uh, mission statement to glorify God through the fulfillment of the great commission in the spirit of the great commandment. That, that's what the kind of the, the big statement that makes our partnership we think about our partnership in the W's of our church, how we, how we worship and walk and work for Christ. That's what a disciple of Jesus Christ would do. 
Because I think about it, I think about the thing that's really the glue of all that, and it's, it's the four pillars, the four pillars of our church. And the first pillar is about the Word of God, proclaiming the authority of God's Word without apology. I've been so blessed in the last weeks and people out in the foyer and talking after the service and the pastor, we're just so thankful you just preached the word. We're just so thankful you just preached the word. Well, that's what our church is about. That's part of the glue. That's part of the partnership that we have. See, fellowship is how you do life together. Fellowship is not cake in the foyer, although we're going to have cake in the foyer afterwards. That doesn't make for fellowship, it just makes you fat. Fellowship is not talking about whether the Leafs are going to win or whether Canada is going to win. The Leafs are going to win and Canada is going to win. So just set that discussion aside and let's get to what it's really about. How we do life together in Jesus Christ. And around here, we talk about that in the four pillars, proclaiming the authority of God's word. Not arrogant about it. It's not about who we are. It's about God's word. It's about what it does. And we proclaim the authority of God's word. We don't apologize for it because it's God's word. It's one of the pieces of the glue. It's, it's what makes us a fellowship, a partnership together. Believing firmly in the power of prayer. I remember the meeting as elders that we sat down and we were reviewing what, what does our church look like and the four pillars and how are we doing. And you've heard me tell this story before and just sensing that this is the pillar that we really need to start to focus on more. And we did. And as we did, then God just took this church and he did beyond what we ever imagined he would do. When I came here 11 years ago, I never imagined this. I was going to a school. We were going to plant the church. Who knew where it would go? Uh, but we made believing firmly in the power of prayer one of the great priorities of our church. And we grew up in Christ and we made that the focus and God began to do a work. That's the partnership. The partnership we have is in our worship that we would be a people of God who lift high the name of Jesus in our worship. And then evangelism, that we would share the good news of Jesus Christ with boldness. I was so encouraged on Christmas Eve to hear stories of people who had invited friends to come to church and who had been witnessing to them. And because of your partnership, Paul says, I thank my God on every remembrance of you, remembering you. Always in every prayer of mine for you all, making my prayer with joy because of your partnership in the gospel from the first day until now. And it has been a partnership. I've had amazing partners in my journey in this church on the in the last 11 years. I think of my kids, um, Carl and Beth. Uh, Beth's up here in the front. She's been with her mom in the front row for each of these services. She came to be a support for Sue, has been no help to me at all because the two of them have been weeping off and on and I'm like, all right, would you stop? I got to preach, right? But uh, it's been a great help for her mom. Um, and, and we've had that support and Carl and his family are here. We have other family members who are in the service as well, but I'm just so thankful for them. When we were on the journey of, are we going to stay? Are we, what are we going to do? They were, they were part, those two kids were part of our journey because they're part of the partnership that we have. And I think of my wife. What an awesome support I have in Sue in my ministry. You need to understand, I wouldn't have lasted a month in this church without her. So faithful to pray for me, so faithful to help, so faithful to encourage, so faithful to lift up my arms when I was weak and when I was struggling. I thank God for a wife like that. I thank God for her faithfulness. I thank God for her godliness 
Yeah, it wasn't always easy, and sometimes she had to give me a kick. But I had a wife who supported me. And I say this in each of the services, and I say to Janie, Jason's going to step into the role. He's going to be the guy up here. And guess what? You're the only person, you're the only person in the whole church who can be his wife. No one else can do that job. Other people can do other kinds of things in the church, but nobody else can do that. So be that for him. Be that first. Be his greatest prayer warrior. Be his greatest supporter. Be, be the one who needs to give him a slap every once in a while because he'll need it for sure. I know him. And, so, and that's okay. But I thank God for the partner I've had in this ministry and my wife. I thank God for friends who have supported us in, in the decision to come to this church. I was in the basement of a guy's house who's in this service. And uh, God used him and another guy to uh, draw me to the place of a decision to come here. And they were part of the journey of us as we talked about going from here. And, and they don't come here, but they've been supporters of us. And such an encouragement about friends who've been part of the partnership in the work here. I think of our elders. You know, we don't always get along. We're different people. But God has worked in our elders. I'm sure there are days where like, what did we sign up when we got this guy for? And there have been days I wanted to give them a hoof every once in a while. But at the end of the day, they've been amazing supporters. They've been amazing encouragers. Our partnership. I think about you. Faithful small group leaders. Uh, faithful uh, teachers and harvest kids. People who are working with our youth. Partners partners. Not my church. Not the elders' church. Not your church. Christ's church, and we serve in it together as partners. Paul says, I, because of your partnership in the gospel, your partnership in the gospel, you know, that part, the partnership has been a great unity for us. Not uniformity, not everybody's singing the song the same way, but a great unity. You see, when it comes to our church, I think about the elders, when it comes to our church, the, the things about who we are, our, our position statement, the thing about our, our, the W's, the things about the four pillars, there's, there's never been a crack in our unity on those things. And it's created a great partnership. In what? In the gospel. In the gospel. And the gospel, we would start, we, we talk about the word gospel, we think of the good news, our partnership in the good news. What good news? The good news of Jesus Christ. Our foundation is Jesus Christ. That's what we say about our church. Our foundation is Jesus Christ. So this partnership is about the gospel, the good news, the good news that God would send his son, the good news that Jesus would come, the good news that he would live a perfect life as an example for us, the good news that he would die on a cross for us, the good news that he would rise from the dead, proving he was who he said he was. He did what he said he would do. The good news that he offers to us eternal life through faith alone in Christ alone. The good news. Our partnership is in the good news of Jesus Christ. And hey, if you're here today and you've never trusted Jesus Christ, that's, that's what this church is all about. 
It's all about the working of Jesus Christ so you could have eternal life. A life you didn't earn, a life you didn't deserve, a life that is given to you by faith alone in Christ alone. Turning from all those things you thought were you're about, how you were going to be good enough to get to God, how God would accept you because of who you are and understanding there isn't anybody righteous, not even one. But by grace you're saved through faith, not of yourselves, a gift from God, not of work so that nobody could ever boast. The gospel our partnership in the gospel. And then growing up in Christ, the gospel which changes us and transforms us and makes us more like Jesus Christ every single day. Paul's sitting in prison and he's writing his letter to this church and he talks about the great memories and how it drove him to prayer and drove him to thanksgiving. He talked about the partnership that he had and, and then he goes on in the last verse and he, he talks about the eternal hope. He talks about the eternal hope. This is the where do we go from here part. In verse 6 it says, And I am sure of this, that he who began a good work in you will bring it to completion at the day of Jesus Christ. I'm sure of this. I don't wonder about this. It's all, maybe, maybe it'll turn out okay. Maybe it'll work. This is Christ's church. I'm sure of this, he says. And I'm sure of this for you, that he who began this good work in you will bring it to completion at the day of Jesus Christ. The work's not over yet. I trust and I believe the best days for our church are the days that are ahead of us. God helping us, keeping our eyes fixed on him, he will work for his glory in his church. He said, he who began a good work in you. I didn't begin the good work in you. The elders didn't begin a good work in you. The person who invited you to this church didn't begin the good work in you. God began the good work in you. And he who began a good work in you, he will bring it to completion at the day of Jesus Christ. Well, that's not yet. That's still coming. There's still lots to do. There's still lots to be involved in. There's still lots to be committed to. Because he who began the good work in you, he's going to bring it to completion in his time, in his way, for his glory. This is a focus on what he has done. We've seen that. What he is doing and what he is yet to do. Because God's work is not complete in our church. And he desires to see us grow and develop and trust and serve faithfully until he comes. You know, as I prepared this message, um, the most difficult part of this whole message, going through the memories was great, and I had some teary moments and all of it. The most difficult part was when I, I put down the words, so what? And realized it was the last so what as your senior pastor. It's not the last so what for your church. I, I hope you don't continue to do that, but you do what you want. <laughs> It's my thing. If you want it, I want royalties. <laughs> but I wrote down, so what? And go, that's the last time. Well, so what? I've had 11 years. It's been an amazing ride. God has been so good. And he who began a good work in you, he will bring it to completion. Great memories, strong partnership, eternal hope and what God has done, and what God is doing, and what God will do for his glory. So church, lean in.
finish strong. And give God the glory. And watch and see and be a part of a church where the only way we can explain it is God did it. Paul wrote, I thank my God in all my remembrance of you, always in every prayer of mine for you all, making my prayer with joy because of your partnership in the gospel from the first day until now. And I'm sure of this. I'm sure of this. That he who began the good work in you will bring it to completion at the day of Jesus Christ. Let's pray. Lord God, this is your word for your church. God, what you have done is an amazing work. To be a part of it is a thrill. But to see what you will continue to do, Lord, it's lean in time, it's keep going time, it's keep trusting time, it's to yield ourselves for you, for your work, for your glory. And Lord, we ask that you would continue to work in this place for the fame of our Savior, Jesus Christ, because he who began the good work he will bring it to completion at the day of Jesus Christ. We're not there yet, Lord. We're not there yet. So it's time to keep on keeping on for the sake of our Savior, for the glory of Jesus Christ, for the fame of his name. God, do this work, we pray in Jesus' name.